0: Kendra and I'm Megan and this is the His Beloved of Texas podcast. Kendra and I are two moms that live across the street from each other and have 10 kids between the two of us. We're just trying to live our Catholic life and faith together. We want to bring stories of how the Lord
1: has moved in people's lives to give you hope that he can move in yours too.
0: Hey friends, this is Megan, and you are in for a treat today. We have our very own Kendra Bartlett, our co-host of the podcast, and she is telling her story today. It's a story of really trusting God in a, um, a time in her life where she gave her heart to God before she gave it to anyone else, and in college, I think that's really hard to do. I love her story, I hope that many college girls hear it, teenagers, single friends, Married couples, it's good for anyone. Parents of of teenagers, I hope that you share it far and wide. Just wanted to share with you guys, um, if you're new to the faith, if um, you have no idea who Jesus is or what the Catholic Church teaches, you belong here. If you have been Catholic all your life, you belong here. If you are evangelical or Protestant, Kendra and I have both spent time in the evangelical churches. And we love our Protestant brothers and sisters. And I hope that that comes through today in the podcast, um, that she has learned so much from her time um, in the evangelical churches and that she learned how to love the Lord and to study scripture and um, that that was a big part of her faith journey and mine too, but that we've both found our home in the Catholic church. So wherever part of your journey you're on, welcome. We're glad you're here. All right. Get a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and enjoy. Of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra. And you guys, today I think is probably the most excited I've been about a podcast because I get to share my wonderful Kendra with you. Oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) The Kendra that I know and love. I get to give to the whole world and brag on her and let her tell the way she loves the Lord and the way God has just shown up for her through her life. It's beautiful. But first, we have been so amazed and overwhelmed by um, the love that you guys have sent us from our last podcast. Yes, yes. It's been so good. It's been very encouraging because we're stepping into this like, what are we doing? (laughs) And I felt a little bit of like a, you know, vulnerability hangover after the last one. I was like, oh, I just put that out into the world. Um, So thank you for receiving us and for showing up again. Yeah. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. Okay, so if you haven't caught on yet, our kind of little theme of our podcast is we're going to start out with some fun, then we're going to go deep, and then we're going to talk about, we're going to end every podcast from now on saying, um, what's God doing in your heart lately? Because that's our that's our question for each other. And I want you to think about that too. What's God doing in your heart? So I get to start with fun questions for Kendra. Okay. I'm nervous. You're nervous? <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, let's see. What was your weirdest pregnancy craving? She has six kids, you know, so she's done this a few times. Yes,
1: I do. You know what? This is going to be incredibly disappointing, but I didn't have the weird typical cravings. Nothing. No. You didn't no eat pickles and ice cream. I. Did. No, I. Yeah. <laughs> Hot sandwiches every day for Megan Copeland. For someone no one who hates sandwiches. Um, I, I guess you know, I craved Mexican food a lot, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes for me, I love food and I'm just driving on the road. Oh my gosh, that sounds good. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> so it was just whatever popped in my head sounded good. You're like turn, go now. Yes. Okay.
0: I really like this question and I think I might use it a lot so if you could escape COVID maybe it's because I want to escape COVID if you could escape COVID and do anything like far away nearby <sighs> anything that sounds fun to you that we can't do right now because of COVID what would it be?
1: Ew that is a really good question not gonna say a hug circle <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's you know what a hug everybody <laughs> a, you know? no hug circle um no there's a, another podcast that Megan was listening to, and and that's what someone said. that sounds fun, but not for me. Um, I would want to go to Slitterbon. Oh, it you was didn't closed all summer. Year. No, Slitterbon is an incredible water park. If you are from the area, you definitely know what it is. If not, come to Texas coming out with Megan and I, <laughs> and we'll go to Slitterbon together, but it's an incredible water park, and I grew up going there. And we haven't gone in a while, and we didn't get to go this past summer. Yeah. And they didn't really, I don't even think they opened. I'm really not too sure.
0: And that's your tradition um, with your family. Yeah, our
1: tradition. It's so fun. So, Aww, so fun. I
0: like that. Let's do that. That sounds Yes, fun. Let's. Okay. If you could be BFFs with any saint, who would it be? Now, you have to understand, Kendra's kids are named Faustina, Philomena, Francesca, Benedict, Joseph, and Stella Felicity. So, she has, like, the best saint names <laughs> ever. So, are any of those your BFF or would It would be somebody totally different.
1: You know, I think I think it would be Philomena, St. Philomena. Yeah. She's a hoss. She was a little 13 year old hoss of a little <laughs> girl. I just imagine her being feisty and firm, but petite and gentle and loving, just completely knowing who she is. It's unstoppable. Oh my gosh. Totally unstoppable. And so I love this story. Um, in, in the journey of her martyrdom of how the king put the firing squad on her and the bow and arrows literally left the bows, turned around and hit the Whoa. archers. <laughs> I just want to be there going, you told them. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. We could so just hang she's out. She's a big part of your story. Play tricks right? on people like that. Yes. Yeah, she yeah, is a huge part awesome. of our
0: story. Yeah. That part later. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, let's see. What is saving your life right now? Like, anything in your life that's just helping you, like, keep it going?
1: I'm anything? so lame with these questions.
0: <laughs> well, I'm also putting you on the spot. This Maybe is a really good question.
1: Some... No, so lately I've been very disciplined and I've been going to bed on time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been saving my sweet. life. Literally. And so my sweet Chris, he's like, oh, okay, good night. <laughs> like, if you want me to be nice tomorrow, I need to go to bed. And then he's like, okay, true. Well, you're
0: having to get up early
1: now. I am, yeah. I have to be on, on point. With yeah. an alarm. Getting kids out the door. It's a totally different ballgame. Yeah. Totally different ballgame. Our so. life just
0: changed when school started. And Kendra's teaching PE and volleyball now. So yeah. she has to be there early too. But just first fun. period. Just it's a dream.
1: Period. I wear wind pants to work and tennis shoes. And I get to go play with um, seventh graders, which I think is a great grade. Because they're not too cool for you. And they're they are like, oh, you're awesome. And so it's super fun. And then I come home and hang out with my little people. And Megan and I hang out. And then I go back up there and coach volleyball. It's great. It's
0: awesome. Okay. So I have one more question. I have to admit, I'm a little scared to ask this question. Oh, gosh. <laughs> because I talked to Chris yesterday, and I was like, Chris, what question should I ask him? Oh, no. I know. No. I like, I'm not sure I want the answer to this question that he told me to ask you. And I don't know the answer to this question. He said to ask you to tell the aloe vera story from your honeymoon. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Is this appropriate? I don't know. It's totally
1: appropriate. Okay. Oh, but it's so funny. He got toasted. We we went to the Dominican Republic for our honeymoon, and he got so sunburned, and so he's laying on the bed, and he's like, go put the aloe vera on me. So I went to the bathroom, and I got that what I thought was aloe vera. I put hair gel all over his <laughs> sunburn.
0: Did it stiffen? Like It did.
1: Oh, it did. And then he had to go shower, obviously, to get it off, but he had to rub it Oh <laughs> I felt so bad. So... Though they look it's, the same, they are not the same. They do not
0: do the same thing. That's <laughs> hysterical. So, a little background on Kendra. Um, she's married to Chris Bartlett, who is like youth minister extraordinaire. He's been youth minister for almost 20 years and is one of the best for the Catholic Church. Um, so, she's been a ministry wife
1: mm-hmm. pretty much
0: her whole life. Yes. Which is a, a role in and of itself. Like, she's been a great place for Chris to come home to and loved him through all of that. And um, she played volleyball at Texas A&M, and Kendra would never tell you this, but I can tell you because I get to brag on her, that her mom told me she was the most talented athlete in her whole town, and the coaches... (laughs) Coaches fought over who got to have Kendra on their team. She also (laughs) can play basketball. And she's six feet tall, if you haven't seen her yet. And I am not. So she's much taller than me. When we hug, I'm like at her chest. (laughs) Yes. Oh,
1: man, there was a dark time in my life a year and a half ago. I struggled a lot. My thyroid went crazy, horrible anxiety. It was terrible. And there was one time I walked out the door after having this big, like, just attack. And I was crying, and Megan was right there, and I cried on Megan's shoulder. Like, <laughs> I literally bent over
0: and put my head on her shoulder. Your whole body was like wrapped around <laughs> <the> mine. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, I was like, squished okay. into her chest. Anyways, <laughs> um, but no, she is very talented, but also extremely humble when it comes to her abilities with sports. Um, You're very let's sweet. see what else she needs to tell you. She is an amazing mom, and a, a mom who makes it look easy with six adorable mm. little children. And part of the reason why I felt like I could have another baby and survive this is because <laughs> I saw how well um, she was able to parent and um, love those kid is.
1: Thank you, Megan. Yeah.
0: That's really sweet. And one of my favorite, I, I begged Kendra today to tell her story of how she and Chris met and um, how God brought them together. And the first time I ever heard this story was actually the first day I met Kendra But she probably doesn't even remember meeting me because she was busy that day. But she was on a stage at a teen event, and there was probably a few thousand kids there. And Jason Everett was speaking, and it was a chastity event. And Kendra got up there and just knocked it out of the park telling her love story and how beautiful God was. And I was amazed. And ever since then, I've always wanted to, like, have her tell the entire world the story. And I refuse to try to tell it because I will destroy it. So I was like, you just have to wait and listen to Kendra. You just have to hear it from her mouth. So I hope that this story touches you guys, especially any of you who are single right now, um, mothers of teenage girls or college-age girls, mm-hmm. uh, like, and, and men for that matter. Like, men need to hear this too. So I hope that um, you share it with a friend if you enjoy it.
1: Yeah. I think while I'm thinking about it, before I get started on my story – you know, even though I am focusing it on my relationship with Chris and how we met and really how the Lord ordained all of that, um, the main point that I would want to, um, you to take home from this is to pursue God recklessly mm-hmm. um, and go where he asks you to go. And for me, <clears throat> in that pursuit, I met my spouse. For a friend of mine, in her pursuit, it led her to mission work in Africa for two years and then mission work in Burma. And then she met her husband in Burma, and he was from America, and he has the same mission-minded heart. Um, so it's just incredible where the Lord will lead you, but that adventure is the one you want to go on.
0: Yeah. I lot of Not- people say... Um, if you're looking for a boyfriend or a spouse, run towards the Lord and see who else is running next to you.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to turn around and say, oh, hey, you're cute. Why don't you run a little faster? to yeah. where I am, you know, because that's not going to so work.
0: Go straight for Jesus. That's the best.
1: Yeah. That made me think of a time in junior high. Oh, my. So little things do get distracted. So I was walking. We had portable buildings. and I was walking out to my class, and the guy behind me I thought was super cute. So I was like, I'm going to look cool, and reach around in my backpack, and get some gum, and catch a glimpse at him, and so I'm walking while I'm doing this, and I grab gum, and I go smack into a metal pole <laughs> right in front of him.
0: You were so, so cool. <laughs> so when you look behind,
1: ladies, when you look behind for boys, for gentlemen, uh, for prospects, you might run into a pole, don't yeah. do it.
0: Be careful of the pole. Yeah. Watch out for the pole.
1: <laughs> That's, <awesome. laughs> That's so funny. So, my story um I'll start kind of with my faith journey a bit and then go into, you know, where it leads. But I grew up Catholic. Um my parents are beautiful, wonderful people. Um I love her
0: parents. Gosh, They're the best.
1: <laughs> they are just so wonderful. Um and they they weren't fully catechized Catholics as many of I think all of our parents weren't. Um <clears throat> And so, you know, I went to church because I had to. um, I cheered whenever we did yard work for too long, and like, oh no, it's too late; we're not going to go to church, or, or what, whatever the excuse was. I was okay with it. I didn't understand much of the faith, but at the same time, um, God really blessed me with my high school friends—just Um, just this really strong group of Christian girls—and they would, you know, come kidnap me. We would go to their youth groups. So I was getting. Um, spiritual formation from my Protestant friends and from um, their youth groups, and still going to church. So, I think you know, the graces from the sacraments and the graces from the Eucharist, even though I didn't know what was going on, you know, I think that was still mm-hmm. deep in my heart. Yeah. You know,
0: the graces are real, even if we don't see it. Yes, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, senior year of high school, I dated a guy that I had a crush on for a very long time, and um, quickly learned that I let my heart lead all of me. If that makes sense. I just emotionally just let myself fall way too hard for him. And he broke my heart. I still, you know, wanted to get back with him, all of those things. Um, So my heart was his, not the Lord's.
0: Mm.
1: So um, by the grace of God, you know, Clean break. I was able to go to college, focus on volleyball, um, you know, get my butt kicked by our our strength trainer. Um, that really whipped me back into shape. <laughs> I got my focus going. Um, but when I went to college, because I didn't have that strong Catholic faith, I was like, well, I can go to church anywhere. So I left the Catholic Church and really got involved in Fellowship Christian Athletes, which is an incredible organization. Um, I church hopped a lot, went to some non-denom churches, Baptist church. Um, And I did that for, gosh, four years, I think, three or four years. And it was beautiful um, because I really learned, you know, what it meant to have a personal relationship with the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know. And that was so formative for me and so crucial for me, um, even to this day, you know, just having that personal relationship with Him. Um, But my freshman year of college – I ended up dating a uh, Aggie football player. So, just a little side note. So, <laughs> volleyball and football reported early before uh, college started, and so we're in there, you know, having our workouts, whatever. And then we go and eat. We all, all the athletes at the time ate um, in the same dining hall. And Megan, I have never seen so many huge human beings in my <laughs> entire life. I mean, These- Aggie
0: football, <laughs> football players are like. They were insane.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. They were so huge. But anyways, I was like, where did they all come from? Uh, why were they at my high school so I can go to prom with someone taller than me? You no. Know? <laughs> uh, so I ended up dating a guy and um, it wasn't a faith-filled relationship. He was the type of guy that, you know, um, for me, I was saving myself for marriage. And, he was the type of guy who was like, well, if you're not going to do that with me, then I expect you to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. So um, there was just so much pressure there, and he, you know, he wasn't interested in going to church. He didn't want to get involved in Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And there, there was nothing tangible there that was connecting us, mm-hmm. you know, like having common interests. Um, outside of the sports that we played, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so I get to the point where I know that I need to break up with him, but I'm a big weenie. <laughs> I don't like confrontation whatsoever. And so I was praying about it, like, God, just help me with this. And so I'm in the athletic room getting my ankles taped before practice, and I look over – because I had I had, had two opportunities to break it off with him by then, and I was like, no, can't do it. No, can't do it. Um, and so I'm sitting on the athletic – table, getting my ankles taped, and I look to my left, and there's a magazine cover, and one of the, the headlines on it said, how to break up with your boyfriend, <laughs> like, no joke, You're like,
0: okay, I was like, if that's Lord. not a
1: clear sign, I don't know it is thank okay, thank
0: you very much, I'll go do it, I'll go do I it, I love that you even had, you were listening to the Lord enough to know that you were supposed to be breaking up with him, you didn't mm. just completely, let your emotions or your fear or anything keep yeah. you in that relationship that you shouldn't be in i think your that was had enough to know that, that wasn't the place to be
1: it it just wasn't it just felt icky mm-hmm. you know and i knew i think i think i was still on this journey of knowing and becoming who's like knowing whose i was mm-hmm. um but i knew enough to know that god the father is good and god the father loved me Loves me so deeply. He wants the best for me, and God the Father isn't a God of settling. Mm. So why would I be in this relationship? Why settle? You know, and and I don't know that I could have spoken those words then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But looking back on it, I I knew the progression within my heart um, of knowing that that's what He wanted of me, and and I just had to step into that, no matter how much fear I had. So I go to His dorm room and have this conversation with Him. And, you know, he was trying to convince me, you know, that we should stay together. But I just had so much peace. That was the first time that I experienced the peace of God and mm. deep in my heart to where I, I, I wasn't going to falter. Like, no, we're not going to stay together. No, this isn't going to happen. I have to go now. Goodbye.
0: It just blows me away because as a college student, None of that would have been on my radar. Not mm. a single one of the things you just said. <laughs> I wouldn't have known there was a peace that could come from only God. I wouldn't yeah. have known that a relationship needed to be to have God centered first. I wouldn't mm. have known how to walk away from something dangerous. I wouldn't have even known that it was it was bad for me. You yeah. know. It's just it's so beautiful that God was speaking to you through all that and just showed you his love and his mm-hmm. peace and walked you out the door. A yeah.
1: Bit. Yeah. So grateful for that. So grateful. Um, so from that relationship I learned so the first one I learned, you know, guard my heart second one I learned I got to step up my game in looking beside me for someone to date mm-hmm. rather than behind me because this this guy my freshman year was definitely behind me for yeah. sure and I kept trying to pull him up um in FCA we did this example like if you're standing on the chair and there's someone on the ground it's so much easier to pull them off the chair than it is for them to pull you up onto the chair
0: wow.
1: and that visualization for me it, it makes so much sense but mm-hmm. so anyways um continue through college and, um, it's going great doing the whole Baptist thing, went on mission trip. It was a lot of fun to Austria. Um, but I ended up getting into relationship with another guy. Um, my college life was not all (laughs) relationship.
0: There's a whole lot more.
1: (laughs) is the gist of this testimony is about my relationships <laughs> um but yeah there was a lot of hide and go seek there was a lot of um running through neighborhoods playing chase like th- it, we just I had a blast in college with with the church groups that I hung out with but um my second relationship he was Christian he was a great guy very kind guy and um we had fun together. Like we, the, he he was the f- the fish camp leader of a freshman, mm-hmm. and so she was the one that introduced us. And that night on our first date, we went and toilet papered her truck. <laughs> it was it was just a lot of fun. So we had that, that level of just yeah, just having fun and hanging out together. Um, and he also was Christian, and so we would go to church together, um, and, and we had like minded friends, and and we were both wanting to wait until marriage, and so all of those things. It was just a dream for me because it, it made that relationship not easy. I think every relationship has its difficult moments. Um, but it made it more doable, I guess you could say. Um, Does that make sense? Less stressful. Yeah, yeah, less stressful. Not worrying about the, the little things. Um, but we dated for a year, and I just got that same feeling like this is just not – this isn't it.
0: Did you know anything about discernment back then, or what it meant to follow the Lord and to feel like those feelings of uneasiness or peace?
1: Like, I don't think so. I don't remember ever hearing like a a formal talk about those things. Yeah, what it felt
0: like when God speaks to you and when something's good and when something's wrong. Mm -hmm. But you were completely acting on that. Like you had the peace versus the uncomfortableness and where you felt between those two. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I think that's just having that relationship with God in, in active prayer, you come to know how he speaks to you. Mm-hmm. And after I felt that peace, um, when I was breaking up, I want to say their name so bad, but Don't I'm not going it. to an <laughs> But whenever wake, I was breaking up with um, the football player my freshman year, um, that was different. That was something I'd never experienced before in my life. But once I experienced it, I knew how to look out for it. Mm-hmm. And I knew, like, oh, this is from God.
0: Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah.
1: and God speaks to us all in very different ways, but I've learned that that's my language mm-hmm. with him. That's how he speaks to me um, when I'm discerning things. So we were dating for a year and it just wasn't working. I knew this, I, we had to end it. Um, and it was hard because I, 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 I thought I loved him, you know, and mm-hmm. I think I did, you know, um, and we had a good relationship. It just wasn't it. It wasn't right. So it was a hard breakup. But after that, I decided to completely be done with guys and to date God. And I made this commitment to date God, um, for however long, but I was going to say, you know, formally for that semester. So this was, you know, Christmas break leading into spring semester. And, um, and so I kind of upped my game on my prayer life and, I also started journaling to my future spouse, hmm. and that brought me so much peace because, you know, you think when when you're in the midst of life in the moment, and you think um, that you know he's out there somewhere, but you don't see him. But you're dating these guys that just aren't it. Like, am I ever going to find him? But writing in my journal gave me so much peace that he is there, hmm. and it's going to be in God's timing that we're going to meet. And so, like, I have my journals in front of me. Um, oh, my gosh, I skipped a step. Hold on. So, <laughs> so before I broke up with, with the guy I dated for a year, I had this journal that I have right here. It's really pretty with beads on it and everything. And I started to write letters to that guy thinking I was marrying him, thinking oh, wow. he was my, my, the guy because we were uh-huh. talking about marriage. Um, and then my dog ate the journal. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like it was in shreds, (laughs) and then I was like, "Okay, what is going on?" Yep, going to rip it to shreds. (laughs) Totally ate my journal, and so then shortly after that is when I really started to listen to to that, you know, feeling or whatever it was, um, that he wasn't the one, and I broke up with him. And then I went out and I found the same journal because it was really pretty. So this is exactly what say, it I looked look like.
0: Oh it's gosh, from Pier so One,
1: I think. Yeah. It's really pretty.
0: Pier One's closing. They're gone. I know. Did it's so sad. Sorry. That's an aside. Carry on.
1: <laughs> Bad COVID. Um, so I went and got the same journal and I began writing letters to my future spouse. And some of these are super cheesy, like, Oh, hey, how's it going? I'm just you know, had a hard practice today. <laughs> Hope you're having a good day and whatever you're doing right now. You know, just oh my
0: gosh,
1: that's okay. <laughs> it's so. I don't even know if Chris has read all of them. He probably went through I the first know. one and was like, "Oh my gosh, Kendra, really?" <laughs> but it helped me. It helped me. Um, and so, in that semester of dating God, I really just gave Him all of my heart, and I um, prayed for my future spouse really heavily. And I had three stipulations. One that we would have to be friends first because I was really quick at jumping into relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, two, that I would know it whenever I met him because I didn't want to mess it up. You know, mm. I, I'm human. I didn't want to be the one like, oh, he chooses gum weird. Goodbye. You know, <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, and the third one, because I'm not vain at all, um, he has to be taller than me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is not all <laughs> No, <laughs> no. A little bit harder. My okay. six
1: foot self, you know. Uh-huh. It is a bit harder. So going th- through the semester, towards the end of the semester, the pages fill up. Like I'm on the last page. Oh Here we are. I don't have a journal
0: to write in. Says, tada.
1: ta-da. Does it? Yes. Ta-da. Let me see. Ta-da. <laughs> God, as this chapter ends in my life, I pray that you will prepare our hearts, souls, and bodies for what's next that you have for us. May we have full discernment when we meet, and I pray with all my heart that we will bless your name and be dynamic for you. Wow. Love you, Kendra.
0: If that is not a Kendra and Chris Bartlett letter, wow, be dynamic for you. All you have ever been I has never gone back and Lord. read that. That is beautiful. Oh Jesus, you are so good. If anybody who's ever seen these two in person, they are dynamic. They are. Oh, my goodness! Little balls so, of fire.
1: <laughs> So when this journal ended, um, I was like, okay, what do I do next? I haven't met him yet. Uh-huh. And so I literally went to, um, Barnes and Noble and there's this wall of journals and I started praying, God, which journal do you want me to have? <laughs> Cause this one was so pretty, yeah. right? I'm so, I'm so cheesy. And so, so I like
0: pretty journals. I'm I do sure too. am to write in it Journal snob. Yes,
1: I know. Um, so I'm at this wall and I was just drawn to this one particular journal and it's not even, I don't even think it's that pretty. It's red. It's not my favorite color. It had, it's red. Um, and it has like these Irish symbols on it and it has the Irish blessing on the front and does he? Mm -hmm. Oh, how funny. Um, so here we are, I'm starting this new journal. I haven't met Chris yet. And, um, my sister at this time had left Jesus altogether and i had been we're, we're roommates in college and i had been praying for her and praying for her and praying for her and finally she says kendra i want to go to church and i about like oh my god like, let's go now let's do this right now. right, right. <laughs> but here i am protestant and i made the mistake of saying okay i'll go with you where do you want to go i'll go anywhere you want to go and she said i want to go to catholic church
0: so I'm like, you're like no but that's not where i go <laughs> i know
1: <I'm> like really <laughs> so we go to the catholic church and, um, and it was wonderful. And we go back the next Sunday, and it was wonderful. And this time, though –
0: Is this at St. Mary's on campus? This is at, at St. Thomas, Thomas Aquinas. Aquinas. Obviously, I know
1: that. Yeah, St. Mary's <laughs> is like the student center church, and we were at St. Thomas Aquinas, which is more like family on kind of the outside of College Station because it's closer to our, our house that we lived in. And in front of me, I see this tall guy. I'm like, wow, he's tall. You, you know, you can kind of, kind of tell from the haircut in the back, like – He might be cute (laughs) from the back. back, He's well-groomed. And I see him during the Lord's prayer with his hands out and his eyes are closed and he just has this posture of surrender and love of God. It's like, Oh my gosh, there is a Catholic who loves Jesus. Who's taller than me. What is happening? (laughs) And then he gets up and lo and behold, he's a youth minister at the church <clears throat> and so I had been having some conversations at, by this time with, um, oh, I forgot his name. Uh, he was the priest at St. Mary's, and now he's uh, Bishop Mike Siss. Oh, Father Oh, he's Bishop wonderful. Mike, yes. I, and I was having these conversations with him, just asking him questions because by that time I had been ingrained that we don't need to pray to Mary, that you don't need to go to confession because you can go straight to God. Like all these things mm-hmm. that I was hearing in the Protestant world, um, cause I was asking questions like, why was I taught this when I was younger? Um, and, and why don't y'all teach this? And so I was beginning to have these questions. Um, and I gotta, I gotta say this, cause if anybody is struggling with confession, father Mike Sis, he's now Bishop Mike Sis. he gave me the best. It just calmed my heart so much. So God created us to be sensual beings. He gave us our senses to experience life, to experience mass Right? Mm-hmm. Um, mass is such a sensual experience. We get to smell the, the incense, hear the bells. We get to see the Eucharist lifted high. We get to taste the Lord. Right? Um, and God knows it, in confession to hear the priest who is in persona Christi, Christi say, um, you are forgiven.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's what we need. Mm-hmm. We need that. We need to hear those words. We can tell ourselves, God, I'm sorry. God forgives me. God forgives me. But I guarantee you there's a little seed of doubt back there. Yeah. But when you go to confession and you hear those words, mm-hmm. you are forgiven. It's just this feeling, you know. Yeah.
0: Like and forgiven. when the absolution, when he prays the absolution prayer, sometimes I almost like can feel the grace pour down.
1: Mm, like it's like a yeah. tangible
0: pouring over my head and washing yeah. over,
1: and you just feel good. Oh, you when my oh my gosh, you walk out and you're like ah, I'm clean. <laughs> yes. um, it's so wonderful. Um, so so that was sidebar. Back on track. Mm-hmm. So I saw Chris, super cute, super tall, solid Catholic dude, loving the Lord. Um, didn't quite fully understand Catholicism, but hey, let's see what happens. So I decided to volunteer for the youth group. <laughs>
0: And- <laughs> I've always been confused about this part of the story. Did you volunteer because of Chris? So
1: or my because- sister will say yes, 100%. But I was really, this is entering into summer, and I was staying um, in College Station for the summer. And I had done a lot of FCA camps, you know, summer camps and stuff. And so I loved working with teens anyway. Uh-huh. And so I did have, like, this nudge, like, to work with the youth group, but there was an influence there <laughs> That I wanted to hang out with Chris.
0: Well, I'm sure God was for sure. you too. Yeah. And yeah. Chris, we should say too, was like a new baby youth minister. He wasn't like 40. He was. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and the crazy thing is, is that he was he's not even an Aggie. He came from Steubenville in yeah, Ohio. And in his Ohio first youth station. ministry job is in college station, Texas. Like yeah. really? Um, which I'm so glad. Right? <laughs> I'm so grateful totally. for. God's Thank God. you for listening to the Holy Spirit there, Chris. Um so volunteer for the youth group. And, and my sister, when we left that mass after, you know, I had seen him, talked about him, um, talked to Kristen about volunteering for the youth group and had met him. It had been a couple of weeks. She called my mom. And was like, mom, mark a calendar. This is the day Kendra met her husband. Oh my god! Like she called it. She knew it. And deep in my heart, I had this giddiness about him and, um, I, I didn't quite have the peace yet. But uh-huh. there was something special about him. Yeah. So we got to know each other. And the cool thing is, so he's taller than me, check, uh-huh. right? We had to be friends first. Uh-huh. And that was one of my stipulations. Um, because for the summer, he has a rule that he doesn't date core team members, which he still has that rule. <laughs> <laughs> no
0: dating core
1: team members, us. <laughs> um, so he, he, he couldn't date me, just totally off limits. So we had to be friends and, for three and months. he
0: wanted to date me. He wanted to, <laughs>
1: yes. But the funny thing was that he was dating someone else.
0: Oh yeah, I knew that. Okay.
1: At first, yeah. He he there was just this chemistry between us immediately. And and as I got to know him, maybe like a couple of weeks into it, I knew I had the deepest peace in my heart that he was the one for me. Absolutely hands down. So much so that I knew he was dating someone else. And the core team could all tell that we had this connection. Like they would we would all play in this night to go to a movie together everyone else canceled. So it was Chris and I at this movie and we're sitting next to each other. And one time we touched elbows and we're like, (gasps) and I just remember feeling this like electricity go through me (laughs) as we touched elbows. I love hearing from the other core team members that were
0: like, Oh yeah, we all knew. yeah,
1: Everybody knew. (laughs) Everybody knew. Yes, definitely. Um, and so they would, they would talk to me about it. And, um, I just had this piece like, He's with this other girl right now. He's going to figure it out. It's going to work out. It's going to be fine. And I just had to let him wow. journey through that. Whereas before, I think it would have been like, so what's wrong with this other girl? Why don't you break up with her? Yeah. Like, come hang out with me, you know?
0: You're, you're patient. And you I waited was, on the Lord's time By the grace of
1: God. It was totally God. <laughs> but so this journal, remember this not mm-hmm. so pretty Irish blessing journal? Um, the first time I went into his house with a core t- the court team party, he had this on his wall. The Irish blessing, isn't oh that crazy? Goodness. I saw that on the wall. I was like, "Oh, my goodness!" <laughs> and that's so funny. That's so so fun. this, the beginning of this journal, is when I met him, and the whole journal is through. Um, so, so that that summer, we hung out a lot. We played hide and seek a lot with the other core team members. We played. Xbox a lot. Well, he played Xbox a lot, and I would watch, and um, it was a lot of fun. It was just a great group of people to be around, too, with the, the core team that were there. Um, and then going into um, my senior year of college, I was president of SCA that year, and so I had to quit core team. And um, I quit core team. I told him about it. He walked me to my car, and he asked me on our first date. That day. That, day. that same day, yes, yes, <laughs> and our first date was at um, Wings and More, and he's. He's a big goofball. He's my seventh child, I say. Mm -hmm. Um, He's just so much fun. But he showed me how he can hold his breath for three minutes.
0: He can hold his breath. One time we were at Steubenville, and I had a team. Chris and I are both youth ministers, and that's how we met. Yeah. I had a team that could do a Rubik's cube in a minute and a half, and Chris held his breath until the team finished the Rubik's cube. Wow. (laughs) They were like quite the duo, and I thought Chris was going to die. (laughs) That was insane. For sure. I was going to have to call Kendra. That's a gamble, man.
1: Crazy! Oh my goodness. Um. So he asked me my first. Hit. We went to Wings and More. Um. And he's just fun. He was fun. We he comes up with these random games. So at Wings and More, we were talking, getting to know each other. By by then, we had known each other for uh, about three months. So we had a lot of conversations. Um. But he was playing. We played a game where you slide the sugar packet across the table, and if it falls off, you lose. And if it stays on the edge, you know, you get three points or whatever. You
0: have such a playful relationship. It's the way you yeah, play is
1: so fun. It is fun. Um, went for a walk in the park, and then he walked me to my door and said goodnight. And it was just a wonderful first date. There was no pressure for anything. He wanted to talk, he wanted to hang out and be together, not mm-hmm. just the formality of first date go sit next to each other and watch a movie where you don't even get to talk, you know, those sorts of things. It was just so wonderful. It was so wonderful. So um, that was history. We we started dating. We dated for eight months. And I'm still writing to him in this journal. Still writing, still writing. I even took it to, with me to for volleyball games. And then when these pages ended, he proposed. He didn't know. He knew nothing about these journals. He had no idea that I was doing this. At the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the pages of that journal ended, and he proposed, and we had eight, nine, no, we dated for eight months, he proposed so that we would have 364 days until our wedding, so we didn't have to wait a whole year to get married. (laughs) Um, But the thing about him that I was just so blessed by was that it makes a huge difference in a relationship whenever y'all are both pursuing the Lord, whenever you are... um, willing to call one another out kindly and gently so that Mm -hmm. you can both still pursue the Lord without the distraction of, um, the physical stuff, Yeah. you know?
0: So tell his side of the story too, because you were writing in your journals, but he was praying on a rosary, right? Oh
1: yes. Yes. Um, and I didn't know this. So whenever we got married, I gave him, I had a chastity ring. And this is it right here. It's all tarnished. Oh, <laughs> it's
0: so bent. I wish everyone could see. It's all your just little a turtle little. Turtle. I know. Sorry. I have to put him on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, maybe so.
1: Um, it's just a little cross ring, and I, I would wear it on my um, ring finger on my left hand. You know. It looks so. Um, it is. It's kind of nasty <laughs> It's Very well worn. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so on the night before we got married, I gave this to him, and not knowing he did this for me. <gasps> is that it? This is it. Oh. He gave me a chastity card he signed when he was 13 or 14. And he gets it out of his wallet and he hands this piece of paper to me.
0: It doesn't even have writing on it anymore. It you is guys.
1: so worn down and tattered. He signed it with me in mind, not knowing it was me. And he gave me this chastity card
0: on the night of their wedding. On the
1: night of our wedding.
0: It's is the most beautiful thing you've ever heard. It meant and so when I much heard them tell this story for the first time, um, they took a picture of that chastity card and put it up on the screen. On the so screen. I kind of knew it looks older now. <laughs> I it's it is. in this baggie. I, I know. I love that you have it. Oh. But can you imagine? And he had spent years praying for Kendra and praying real strong prayers. Yeah. And then he gave you the rosary too. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. So he spent a semester abroad in Austria with um, with Steubenville. Those students mm-hmm. get a chance to do that. And he took this red rosary. um, over there, and he intentionally prayed for his future spouse. It's been blessed by St. John Paul the Great. Um, and he just prayed his heart out for me, and he gave that to me on our wedding night as well.
0: Where is the timing of that with you in your faith journey when he was in Austria?
1: That is a very good question.
0: Like, I just wonder, what were you doing Yeah, I wonder when he wh- was praying those prayers for you? Was that when you started journaling and you don't know it? You know what I mean? Right.
1: Like- I, I would think... I don't, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask him that. That's a very good go question. We're going to follow up on that one because that's a good question. But I
0: love, you talked about this recently, but like the idea of we don't know what our prayers, the difference our prayers are making mm-hmm. and what's happening in the life of someone else while you're praying. He's praying this prayer for you. Yeah. You are having this conversion of heart over here and hearing the exactly. Lord. And that peace that you had
1: that yeah. could have
0: come from his prayers. You know. Absolutely. So Absolutely.
1: Because cool. um, it, it could have been you know, the, the magazine in the lawn in the workout room that said, break up with this guy. Like you're better than this, Kendra, you know, um, it very well could have been, but there, there definitely was something just from the, from the outside, just very anointed. Um, so very, very much so from his prayers and you know, prayers of my parents praying me back into the church because
0: um, your parents had a huge reversion my parents to the church th- yes too.
1: thank you EWTN yeah. my parents had a huge reversion back into the church and they prayed their hearts out for myself and for my sister to come back to the church as well and your sister um, did, too. and she did <laughs> yeah she yeah she's, They're all very faithful my sister is gosh she she's incredible she has been handed some heavy 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 crosses mm-hmm. um, with Headiest. some just yeah just things that my sweet nephews have to go through. Um, but she's beautiful and mm-hmm. she doesn't give herself that credit. I don't think no. like Kristen, if you listen to this, you are amazing. Yes, you are. And you are so loved by God. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and then tell him about when he went on the retreat too.
1: What? Remember? I don't remember.
0: Well, the only reason I know this part of the story is we have this little, Oh my gosh. Girls of Virtue garage sale. So we have this, um, I remember. our girls club has a garage sale every year and we put on, uh, We all just bring junk from our house, (laughs) whatever junk we have. And then uh, we sell it and donate it to nonprofits. And we've raised, like I think, like $6,000 over the Mm. years selling our junk. And one year, there was a box of books. And somebody opened up a book, and there was a letter in it. And it looked like a really intense letter. And we couldn't figure out who it belonged to. And then Kendra said, that's mine. And that letter is really important to me. And so she told me this story. Yeah.
1: So whenever we were engaged... um
0: Already engaged. Already this engaged. Is important part of the story. So for
1: me, you know, I'm thinking engaged. We're for sure getting married. We've done our discernment. We're good to go. You know, planning the wedding. He tells me, oh, Kendra, I'm going to go on a discernment week, um, a silent retreat to discern that this is a this is really where God is calling us. And I said, excuse me?
0: This is <laughs> like, where God is calling us. <laughs> say that
1: again? Like, I've already brought my dress, friend. <laughs> you better come back and say yes. I know. I know. Um, and he says that he 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 wasn't doubting mm-hmm. um but he's just a man chasing after God he wanted to make sure that that's that's yeah. exactly where God wants him and me and um you know i i've heard stories of people doing that within their relationship after they've been engaged and they realize oh my gosh i'm not supposed to marry this person and he's now a priest mm-hmm. or um, Jackie what? Francois' ja- Yes, her story, yeah. She... If you like
0: Kendra's story, go listen to Jackie Francois' next because Oh, oh yeah, <laughs>
1: Yeah, and she, she was like, I love this man, but the Lord is asking me to break up with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's a priest now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. God is so good. And and now she's happily married with yes, babies and... Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful family.
0: I love I love that part of the story because I don't think it means Chris was doubting. I think it means discernment was so important to him. Mm-hmm. And we keep throwing around the word discernment. If you've never heard that, that's kind of a... Catholic Christian term, but basically it just means like listening to God and following God and hearing His mm. voice in your heart and letting him direct your path. Yeah. So prayerfully making decisions, not just acting on you know what's exciting at the time or acting out of fear or frustration mm-hmm. or heartache, but like really letting God do the work and yeah. following him. And you guys yeah. did such a beautiful job of that. And I had no concept of that as mm. a college student. So the fact that God sent me to Chad, is mm-hmm. a miracle <laughs> that we've had each other is amazing because that's just not how most college kids are. Yeah. You know, it's much more high emotions running and, yeah. um, and even like being wrapped up in sin, it's really hard to hear the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. fact that you were both like a pure heart and pure mind and you are able to hear him and then you're able to offer that to each other is just, yeah, I just love it. I yeah. just think it's the best.
1: Thank you. So
0: good. And now they have the most fun marriage ever. So we were talking about, how, well,
1: hold up, hold up, for that. Uh huh. Our marriage it's hard.
0: Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Marriage sure. is hard. So I don't want this We yeah. don't have this
1: lovey-dovey flowers yeah, yeah, and yeah. baby dog bridge.
0: So I love you were talking about earlier how you like to play games. Yes. <laughs> how about your tennis story recently? No. <laughs>
1: Yes. So whenever we were, we, were, we were first married, we lived by a tennis court and we would go out and play tennis. It was great. Then we had kids and, you know, you can't do stuff like that as often. So we hit the point where our oldest can stay home and babysit and it's been <laughs> glorious. And so we're like, okay, it's COVID. We got to get creative with our date night. And so we went to play tennis, kind of resurrect the old this times. This was like two months ago. Yeah, this was two <laughs> months ago. I'm still recovering from this. And we're, we, got, we got better at tennis. I was surprised. We could actually have some normal volleys. Um, But I'm too competitive. And so I was going for this ball that I should not have gone for. And I start going head over heels, just totally top heavy, knee buckles. I fall to the ground and I broke my knee.
0: she broke her knee and it, it swelled to... up
1: so big and Chris is like okay honey come on let's go I was like oh no 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 I can't go and so he puts me over his shoulders like <laughs> like a shepherd carrying a sheep back to its flock <laughs> and it was so undignified
0: I love how you said, not a nice dignified way no <laughs> no not at all so Watching Chris, he, he's Weedat like act that was pretty hysterical. He's too.
1: like breaking <laughs> his back as he's carrying me to the car. Um, so we have fun together. Yeah, you you gotta laugh. You gotta have fun. Uh-huh. You gotta still stay kids at heart. Um, and and fight for your marriage because we've had some ugly times. We've had some dark times. We've suffered five miscarriages. Uh-huh. Um, so suffering in our marriage. There's been sin in our marriage, but God covers it all. God is so good, and. I can't imagine going through life with someone else. There's so many times when I see him do these little things or have these conversations or, you know, be the father to our children that he is. And I'm just in awe that God answered the deepest prayers in my heart that I didn't even know I had, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so it's just so worth the wait. I see so many people settling these days. You know, it's a good relationship. He, you know, we get along together and there's so much um, living together before marriage and sex before marriage that it truly clouds the judgment mm-hmm, you know it, it releases those chemicals in the brain to where this there's this greater attraction that is so much harder to disconnect from mm-hmm. in the end and so there you are yeah. sucked into that, the rabbit hole attrac-
0: that attraction is intended to bind marriage yeah not to be outside of marriage so yeah. it makes it really hard and that's probably why you were able to hear him in such a stronger way i think than, so than the average college kid can right yeah it's because it's, it's a lot harder yeah Thank you for, I, you know, I tend to be like, oh, everything's wonderful and perfect. So thank you for bringing it back down yeah. and saying, no, <laughs> no, 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 Megan. Because I know that's true. I know yeah. that's true for you. Um, and, and I would never want anyone to hear this and think, well, my marriage is not perfect, so that must mean something was wrong with us right. or God didn't ordain it. Because marriage is hard. It will always be hard. yeah We are a fallen people, and we are sinful, and we are prideful, and there mm-hmm. will always be struggle. Mm-hmm. The devil will always try to pick at that. Mm-hmm. And always try to cause division among married people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just an easy place for him to, yeah. to come at us. But that doesn't mean it's not amazing. Chris just peeked his head in. Hi, Chris. There's <laughs> 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 a whole bunch of Chris talk. Um, okay, so I think we should probably do our little final questions here. Yeah. Um, I have more questions for Kendra for another day and more stories I want her to tell. Okay. So maybe we can do like a Kendra part two or a Kendra <laughs> and Megan part two yes. okay. on a different day. That sounds good. Um, I don't know. There's one thing I really want to ask you though before we go there. Yeah. One thing I've seen you do really well is discipleship. Mm. And I don't even know that you would call it that. Um, I don't think Kendra thinks of herself as like being someone who disciples others in that term. But you do. You walk alongside people really well. She's looking at me like what? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You walk alongside people really well. You invite people into your home, into your life. And, and teenage girls, college age mm-hmm. kids, um, adults, women, you just you just invite people in okay. and allow them to be a part of who you truly are and and what it looks like to live this life. Like that's part of your, mm-hmm. your ministry, right? It's to let yeah. people see like what a real
1: you know, marriage, the family, looks family, like. yeah, yeah,
0: and I've seen you um, mentor new married couples, and I've seen you mentor single women, whether you realize you're even doing it or not, um, and it just kind of reminds me that you don't have to have a platform, you mm-hmm. don't have to have a stage, you don't have to have anything like that to make a difference in the life of someone. Mm. Um, Kendra's example of that. Thank you. Do you want to share anything about like what it feels like to? I work?
1: mean, I th- I think. I love God so much that I want others to know how much he loves them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just like, you're not alone. Let's journey together. Life is way more fun when you have a village to live it with. um, And, and just people to journey alongside. And I used to be terrified of that. I used to be one, you can't come into my house until it's clean. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: But it's like, you know what? This is, you get all of me or you get none of me, you know? And, um,
0: who wants to be fake and have yeah. some exterior that is this facade. Yeah. And like you do that so well. You're just this is who I am. It's all genuine. Like there's no, there's no facades with Kendra. <laughs> Thank what you, you get is is true. It's it's her depth, it's her beauty, it's her love. It just pours out. And it makes others want to come to the Lord and mm. be near her and like I talked about in my story that I want what she has. Kendra has that. Like whatever she has, I want to be a part of that. You do a really good job of that.
1: Thank you. So, I'm
0: so excited. There's way more. We'll talk more You're later. You're so kind. Okay. Um, I told you I get to fill
1: me up so much today, I Megan. You. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so blessed okay. to have you, my friend. So the end
0: of our podcast are going to be what's God doing in your heart? And Mary Bielski asked Kendra this question one day at a
1: um, we were at a benefit dinner. A benefit dinner. dinner. Just chit chatting.
0: <laughs> Hi, Mary. Hi, Kendra
1: so what is God doing in your life like "Uh, well
0: I turn around and Kendra's like telling this whole story of confession I'm like what just happened because I was (laughs) struggling
1: with something at the time I forget what it was I was struggling
0: so that's going to kind of be our ending question is what's God doing in your heart and so I have I have a story it's a little bit funny
1: oh it's amazing
0: (laughs) so um next week on the podcast you'll get to hear my um St. Therese story of um, how we had our daughter, so it's pretty awesome. So, so pay attention for that one. That was my rose last year from St. Teresa for her Novena was my sweet little Teresa Marie that I'm holding in my arms. So this year, uh, this week is the St. Therese Novena. So I've been praying it for a couple of intentions. One is for some really difficult medical stuff that's going on in my house, um, my family and then also for our podcast and for a new group called Spoken Women. So I've been praying St. Therese, and you know, the the whole thing is that she sends you flowers from heaven, right? And we have these neighbors next door, bless their little old hearts, they are. (laughs) And my family goes over and takes care of them quite a bit. And on Sunday night, um, he had fallen and he had to go to the hospital, and so my kids were like, "Oh, we need to go. We need to go hang out with them. We need to go check on her." You all and...
1: serve them so beautifully. It is so beautiful to it, watch.
0: It was so cute because my oldest, Ella, was on her way over there, and Ella is a ray of sunshine. Like mm-hmm. if anybody's hurting, send Ella in. It, that's yes. what you do. Eli, on the other hand, is not like he's a little bit more difficult. He bumps into things. He's loud. I I didn't think he should go. He starts bawling. I just want to bring them joy, mommy. I want to bring them joy, and I was like. <laughs> well um, okay I couldn't say no at that point like what do you say to that I mean he's hysterically crying like well calm down before you get there so anyways so they go over there and she is a bit of a pack rat I guess she just is very generous and that she gives to like every nonprofit known to man and she's not Catholic and really doesn't know a whole lot about Catholicism except for that she started listening to relevant radio because we talk about Catholic stuff a lot I think (laughs) and um And so every time they go over there, she always, like, repays them for their service by giving them some sort of envelope she's gotten from something she's donated. So we have, like, 7 million animal calendars in our house, (laughs) tons (laughs) of random stickers, notepads, like, the whole nine yards. So they come back with a handful of these things again, and I don't think anything of it because this is what we do all the time. And I look over, and the packet says St. Therese of Lisieux on the front. And Ella's like, Mom, she gave us a St. Therese packet. And I was like Saint Therese, and the best part of the story—I don't think I told you this part—Kendra is when she hands Ella the packet. She goes, "I don't know who this lady is." <laughs> oh <my laughs> and so I was at Ella, and Ella's like, "My sister is named after that lady." <laughs> she's like, what? "What are you talking about?" So that is so funny. I know it's just if you knew my neighbor, the story is so much funnier if you know yeah. her. she's just the funniest lady. Anyway, so um, Ella brings home the packet, and I'm like, "Well, that's funny." It's in the middle of you know her. Novena, and then I thought, well, it's October. A lot of times, ministries will send something out like in honor of her feast day, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what they do. And so I actually didn't even look at it for, for a day. And the next day, we had a bunch of big doctor's appointments um, for this medical stuff for my husband, and uh, Ella and I look in the in the envelope, and there is the cutest pair of Saint Therese of Lisieux socks. Covered in roses. And Ella loves socks. Like, she's a big sock fan. And they're adorable. They're like the sock religious kind. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And they have a St. Therese quote on them. And I was like, oh, my goodness. She didn't just send us a rose from heaven. She sent us rose socks. And, and I'm thinking still, like, oh, but it's October. And that's, you know. And, and then we look at it closer. And it says... Merry Christmas and have a wonderful Advent. And we're like, it's not Christmas or Advent. What in the world? And the more we start thinking about it, we realize this woman has had this in her house for who knows how long. And there's like this little um, ornament with it where you can send in your prayer request. And we're like, oh, we should do that. And then we realized this could have been sent like three years ago. <laughs> how long, how long ago did they send them these socks? And did St. Teresa finally just told her to give it to us this yeah. week? <laughs> so we got we didn't just get a rose from heaven we
1: got, we got socks rose from, socks
0: we got rose socks I love heaven. it so
1: much I love it so much it makes my heart so happy
0: Super. it's fun. like so they,
1: they just know your personality like St. Therese just knows your personality like, like I'm gonna love on Megan with socks fun socks,
0: like, with cute <laughs> fun cute socks. Roses on like, yes. let's be big and extravagant yes. so if you've been so praying funny. the St. Therese Novena look for her roses because she surely does yes. send them I mean and, yes it's so creative this year like, yeah creatively
1: go big or go home St. Tress. Right? We got a baby she is gonna be and a then home. socks
0: yeah that's amazing She's like well last year I gave you a baby so how can I I know that? I know this year I'll give you socks I know so great so what's so great. God doing in your heart
1: Kendra so God what is God doing in my heart right now we're just in this period of discernment a very difficult decision Chris and I are discerning um, and so with that is just this period of being mm-hmm. and just going through the day to day not not like uh, the day to day like mundane way, but um just honoring what we have before us um making sure we're taking time out for the kids and God is just putting his little little love notes through it, mm-hmm. you know, like this morning I woke up, my son Joseph um very quietly because his brother's in there too and we don't want to wake his brother up early or else he's a bear the rest of the day Mm -hmm. and so you know I rubbed his back and he just stirred a little bit and I just ended up picking him up and this dude is like muscle he He is so heavy and so I picked him up broke my back I'm carrying him out and he whispers in my ear mom I love you and my heart just melted and it, it was just so tender so sweet and so I feel like that was the Lord just like it's good where you are. You know, we don't always need to have these big extravagant moments mm-hmm. and discern, or, you know, deep feelings. Like, do you feel God today? But just honoring him in the day to day and being present mm-hmm. and, and being on the lookout for his little yeah. uh, moments of love. Cause God, the father just loves you so much. He wants to show you every bit of it mm-hmm. in every little way he can. He's yeah. so poetic.
0: I've had so much fun lately. Um, feeling little nudges on my heart Mm. from God and then acting on it.
1: Oh, it's been so fun to see you do it. Oh, it's been so much fun. It's been beautiful. It's like
0: God says reach out to this person and I do. And then something amazing happens. Or yesterday we just like we had a friend who was hurting and we randomly jumped in the car and went and got lunch and left Ella with the two little ones. We're like, Ella here, babysit, we'll pay you in food. (laughs) Yeah. Ran out the door and took her lunch. And I think in the past I would have maybe hesitated. I stopped hesitating. I think is what it is. Like yeah. if God says do it, I'm just doing it. It's and so not, good. Not thinking twice about why, mm-hmm. just going.
1: And you're so filled up by it too. Yes. Like I noticed so that when we were driving back from her house, you were just so filled up by it, and and I was too. It was such a gift um, to be a part of that. But you were the driver on it, and it was mm-hmm. so fun to go along, alongside, just to love on her. And 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 she's just a beautiful woman. We're just so blessed to have in our lives, and mm-hmm. so that's
0: fun. So listen for those little nudges. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, jump in to too, and just mm-hmm. go do it. Yes, don't wait, waste time. Yeah. All right, guys, this is so much fun. I'm so glad. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, post it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you are. Um, and next week we have the wonderful Catherine Whitaker. And y'all, we've already recorded it. We talked about.
1: She's incredible.
0: I mean, the wisdom she yeah. poured out on us was, yeah. was incredible.
1: Yeah, I think I referenced that conversation about five times already this week in yeah. talking with Chris.
0: And then when we turned off the podcast, she just kept going, and I was like, "Man, we should have done <laughs> that." What were we? Part one speaking? and part two. We learned our lesson. <laughs> oh my goodness, she just um, she's had a big. I don't want to say she called it a conversion, didn't she? But like, yeah. God's been working our heart this summer, and yeah. it was really beautiful to see um, just her understanding of life and and all the difficult things that are going on in our world and how we can handle it with grace and love and yeah. um, generosity. It was really cool. So yeah. I hope you're here next week for that too. Yes. All right, friends. We
1: love you all. all right, Have a good week. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.